Glasgow Celtic are champions of Scotland once again. Back to back titles uh, on the verge of a treble. It's a, it's a glorious Sunday. It's a beautiful Sunday. And we're going to react to Celtic's fantastic victory over Hearts to go to nil at Tynecastle. I'm your host, Christopher Gallagher. And uh, Chris Bowd, it's, it's a joyous day. You're, joined, you're joining us. How the hell are you? Hey, well, I am great. I'm great. It's uh, back-to-back victories, as you said. Bros back-to-back. That's how we like to do it. And it is a... Uh, it's fantastic that Celtic gave us the best performance of the season. <laughs> to, to little cherry on top for that victory. Um, I no, not the best match, but we did it, and we are the champions. We get that right up, yeah. We are the champions, Colin uh, Kearney. It's it's a joy, it's a pleasure. It was always coming, but I don't know when you actually do it. it there's still a thrill. Yeah, I mean, even with last the way we won the title last year, which was a bit of a damp squib <laughs> it feels like it's like it's got to be a little bit tough getting it over the line um i think constipation <laughs> is in my notes quite a bit so um but now the the juice is loose oh jesus christ where the hell are we going um we're having fun it's a free form style uh reaction podcast um but no i mean like uh it's funny because you know the game itself and you know we'll, we'll talk about some of the because there was some genuinely interesting kind of talking talking points um through the game that we can kind of bring up and discuss but you know ultimately you know this game really was just about winning um and people will look back and they'll think you know 2-0 at Tynecastle performance doesn't really matter at the end of the day Colin you just need to get over the line right yeah I mean we won't we won't remember this for being a bit of a sticky game of football we'll remember it as rightly as when we one back-to-back titles under Ange. It's Absolutely. delightful. Absolutely. And uh, just, yeah, you, you simply love to see it. And especially with all the kind of horrible, horrible atmosphere that was surrounding it, you know, you know, like every single time you heard somebody getting picked up by the pitch microphones, it just gave you a wee shudder Ugh. of disgust. Ugh. Yeah, they are. They, they, they are... Um... They're not ideal. Um, I have to say, the sun is just coming bursting out of the sky. Um, all, to, all just since we we won the title and we became became champions. Um, but let's let's focus on the game because um, you know this week, especially on on the cynic, we'll we'll certainly cover the the kind of um, reaction to the, the title and you know favorite moments and all that, and we'll cover that as the season kind of closes out. Um, but about the game itself. Um, what are your general thoughts on the game itself? None, none. We're on the league. Uh, no, it was. I say it was tough. But I think my within five ten minutes, my thoughts were: Hearts are playing this. This is their cup final. They don't want these Fenian bastards coming <laughs> to their ground and winning the title at their ground. Yeah, and yeah. that's how they played it. Um, and we, you know, we, we weren't we weren't perfect, um, but we see it through. Um, Andy Walker, oh, just uh, wow, wow! Never seen so much rage from one man um, yeah. over a decision that was clearly right. Uh, aye, but we got there in the end, two 0 As you say, it sounds comfortable in the end, two 0 at Tynecastle. But that first half was a slog. Hearts, um, hearts were up for it. Uh, we, I think, you could see two changes at the back makes a difference. And, yeah. The teams, you know, um, trying to get to, to grips with that, um, but 
when performances needed to be put in, they were put in. When goals needed to be scored, they were scored. The champions do it again, Chris. That's what happened in this game. Oh, Chris. Oh, Jesus. Very formal. Um, Colin, what what's your general thoughts on the actual game itself? I, I've got a slightly different angle on it, I think, because the first half... I think I think we were just kind of getting going. To be honest, I think there was some good stuff happening, and I think that um, they always talk about sticking to the principles of the football, and I think that was really evident today with the change in the back line, um, and nobody was chickening out or playing out from the back. And I think actually we did some we did some kind of quite nice playing out from the back at points, um, and they were pressing us pretty aggressively. Um, and I, th- I actually felt like, yeah, it felt like there were some misplaced passes going on, but uh, they were really dogged and they were blocking a lot of stuff. And I think that we were trying a lot of the right passes. So I think there were some encouraging signs. I think the the game, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of hate playing against 10 men uh, <laughs> because it's I like... Love it. Really? I prefer uh, nine or eight or seven, but <laughs> no, but like you know, the, the onus like it's it's a wee bit like oh, you have to beat them because you were playing against ten ten men. But as we know, people can just put those ten men behind the ball, and the game is like completely stifled. I, I mean, so. striker isn't always the most important player for our domestic opposition, really. So <laughs> if you're down to ten, there's uh, no real difference, really. Yep. To be fair, um, yeah, a little bit. So. Yeah, I got a text on that, Colin. I got a text from my dad just after the red card, and it, it simply says, I don't like playing against 10 men. Um, and I, I replied saying, I like a new numerical advantage. Um, so, just about. Well, I'm here to represent the, the literal Celtic demographic. <laughs> Very true. No, but I know what you mean. And, you know, that is kind of something that kind of comes up about, you know, the idea that <sighs> there was points in that second half at the very at the start specifically where it was almost like um a war of attrition like you know hearts were so deep and we were kind of trying to push up so much that it, you know it really took that moment of quality and we'll talk about that first goal obviously because it's a wonderful goal um i think both goals are very good but the first goal was a wonderful piece of quality but it took that piece of quality and that had been lacking through you know that final kind of that final piece of quality in the final third had been lacking, so you know I, I I joke of course, but I understand the whole idea of you know when you play against ten men essentially, it does kind of slow the game down and make it a little bit tougher, and you need that quality shine through, and thankfully it did for us. Um, in regards to the lineup, uh, we had uh, Joe Hart was making his one uh, hundredth appearance, yep, for Celtic um, today. Uh, then we had Tony Ralston. And at right back, hey, with Starfield and Kobayashi, um, a centre half, Taylor at left back, McGregor, O'Reilly, Hitati, um, with Jota, Maida, and Kyogo. With that little shout of joy, um, I'm I'm guessing you were very happy that your boy Ralston was playing. Well, we knew he'd be there, but it's still nice to see him getting a start. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to go over the top, but I think that. Uh, I mean, he's the Scottish Trent Alexander Arnold, obviously. With those <laughs> uh, with those passes today. I mean, you know, and just, and he's a better defender than Trent. So, yeah. Alan, so, so you try to you tell me he's worth a lot more money than I believe. Then <laughs> ultimately, is you know, are you going to get this? You know, 50s? have I told you I recently got a job as Tony Ralston's agent? <laughs> um, but no, I'm um, Kobayashi coming in. Colin, what's your what's your thoughts on that and just the rest of the lineup? Well, again, um, something we anticipated, a very different sort of style of play. There was less kind of um, 
passing between the centre backs. I think we sort of, you know, that that thing that CCV and Starfelt have going on, um, just to sort of stretch play and sort of, you know, the, you know, put the foot in the ball and get a bit of patience before we start building up properly. Um, so it felt a very different kind of. It, it felt like the back uh, line was weighted differently, even though ostensibly they're playing in the same positions. I think Starfelt on the right is um, is a very different beast. And uh, I thought, uh, I, th- I think some people are probably going to give uh, Kobayashi some pelters because he misplayed some passes, but I think he was quite adventurous and uh, um, I was I was enjoying it. And as we say, you know, it's, there's going to be a bedding in period for this this pairing and this um, and this kind of lineup. So I thought there was some promising signs. Uh, Bowdy yourself, when you saw that lineup, um, happy with it? Any thoughts? Aye, no surprises. We knew obviously Ralston Kobayashi would be coming in. Um, I think the rest of it, you know, we can always debate, you know, do you, do you start Haksabanovich, things like that. But I think that's pretty much um, what we all expected from the lineup. Um, and I agree with Colin. I think Kobayashi, um, I did see him getting a bit of stick. I do, yep, Colin said there was a few passes that, that went astray. I thought he looked decent. Again, this is a guy that's not had a lot of game time. I'm excited to see him get more game time. Um, as Colin said, he was um, bold um, and, and pushing out and, and distributing from the back, which is something I think um, as strong as CCV and Starfield have been, it's maybe an area we could improve um, from our centre-backs, just bringing that more into the game, being able to, to break out. Um, and Ralston, uh, definitely a bit rusty, definitely a bit slow, but some of those through balls, oofed. Oofed. Yeah, that's the Ralston we all started to know and love after hating them for so long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think um, Ralston is a little <clears throat> bit like Moy. I think in that I think he takes a couple of games to kind of get up to speed, and I think he's getting yeah. there. So um, all primed for uh, Ibrooks next week. But Kobayashi, um, I think uh, you're both right. I, I I agree with you both in what you're saying in regards to the fact that he always tries to make passes out. Um, I don't think he was bad. I thought he was caught on the wrong side once or twice, um, specific, specifically with Shankland in the second half, that one where he kind of pulls him back. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'm not going to hold that against him. Um, and he's, he's smart enough to pull him back. So Well, that's it, yeah. After, after, you know, getting what, um, there was a one down at the kind of our left-back <laughs> position as well where he kind of dives in. I think it's on Janelli as well. Again, these are wee things, and I'm not picking them up, on, and I'm not saying that he's not going to be a good player for us, but these are wee bits that we just have to look at. And, yeah. and I think that you know his his ability to defend for 90 minutes, I'm sure, will be, you know, it's going to be a test for him in Scotland because it's very physical, it's very aggressive, it's very smash mouth. Um, and I do think there's going to, it's going to be time for him to get up to speed with that and this is the period where that happens so i yeah. mean thankfully we have that period um, i think that this game was a you know it was a good run out for him for as you see he's going to be playing against rangers and hearts hearts were going for it and colin mentioned they were pressing 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 this that first half certainly anyway it was a, a good test for them i think yeah absolutely couldn't agree more uh colin in regards to how we started what was your thoughts how do you think we kind of came into the game or or maybe we didn't come into the game in, in that, that kind of early period or thoughts well hearts were playing i mean and not only just trying to deny us uh winning the league there but also they've still got something to play for yeah um and they were they were coming out of the gates and tend to do just that i think we were finding it hard to kind of get our foot in the ball 
Um, and there were some, actually, I think that Kobayashi was doing some nice stuff early on. I think um, players that came into the game more like Hatati, uh, there was a few kind of like, you know, putting out, put it into touch kind of moments from him. And it just seemed a wee bit, a wee bit frantic. Um, and they, they just seemed to start like building up the corners. Like um, there was a lot of, I mean, I don't, I don't remember conceding so many corners uh, in recent memory. Um, but that said, I think we were we stuck to our guns a wee bit, and we were brave playing out, and um, we were sort of starting to do some decent building up. But I feel that a lot of stuff was breaking down when we were getting into their half. And I think maybe I don't know if Maida really had the best game today. I don't think he really got the measure of his marker today. Yeah, um, I thought that. It was quite scrappy from from a Celtic point of view. I thought that. See, the thing about Hearts are that they come at you. They're aggressive. They'll press you high, um, especially at Tynecastle with, as you say, something to play and the fact that they don't want us to be champions there. So they had this sort of double kind of incentive to kind of stop us. Um, I thought they were aggressive. I thought they were pushing us as I say, pushing is high, you know, winning the ball. I've got a note here where basically our wide, wide players, both Jota and Maeda, won the ball at, um, it happened maybe three times, um, it happened with Maeda twice, um, where they won the ball at um, almost our touch line, almost the halfway line, and the fullback just took it off them, just physically took it off them, just came in and took it off them. And I, I was kind of a little bit disappointed with with that because... I feel always feel if not if if we match everyone's kind of you know uh, energy and enthusiasm like we just can't get beat. But if if we don't and they kind of raise that, that's where that's where you can, it can get a little bit sticky. But what I would say about Hearts in that even the, pretty much the entire game, they were pretty impotent in the final third. Um, you know, when it came to the actual kind of quality in the box in the final third is where they struggled. Bowdy, what did what did you make of that kind of period that's the start for the first sort of fifteen, twenty minutes? Yeah, no, I think you've you've both nailed it. It was hearts were very much going for it. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't any huge point where you thought, oh God, you know, hearts should have really scored there or that was a real danger moment. It was more just they were Getting the opportunity, earning a corner, as uh, as Colin pointed out. I think they had five in the first half an hour, which is mental for Celtic. Um, but yeah, they they did. They, they really started pushing. I think it gets to after that. I think you get to twenty five, thirty minutes, and you maybe see uh, Hearts tire a little bit, and the the pressure releases, and Celtic come more into it. But no, they are going hell for leather. Um, and as I say, I think there's as much as it's only two changes, two changes at a four at the back. I think that's a lot. You've got yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got a kind of not to say they're disjointed, but it's two players trying to get into it, haven't had that game time, and Hearts are, are very much taking advantage of that with their own their own um, tenacity. But I um, we're always going to beat them because we're the champions and we're the best team in the land. Absolutely. Um, Colin, in and with that sort of, um, you know, as part of our kind of game plan in these situations where, you know, you could, is, do you think Ange is saying to them, look, just contain it for 25 minutes, they'll tire, make sure that you don't concede big opportunities and then you can play football from them. It's either you hit them with the howitzer or you let 
they're going to hit you and you just have to soak it up and then start playing football. Because as Boud says, after about 20, 25 minutes, we start to get put our foot in the ball a little bit more and start to make a little bit more inwards. Yeah, you see that um, you're going to have to you're going to have to absorb a certain amount of pressure and we had to steady the bus and just kind of sort out our ship and then just get going. And I think um, we started to get a wee bit more traction. Um, I thought like, uh, and I think Hatati sort of the from the middle of the first half, I think he was beginning to try and sort of organise the midfield and start distributing and start sort of putting these kind of... Um, He's footing the ball a bit, and uh, Callum McGregor, as ever, he he's he's great at just picking his moment to do one of his mazy runs. Yeah, I think it's in the twenty third minute. He's he just takes the ball and he beats like three guys right in the touchline, goes in, and uh, unfortunately, Hitati kind of pulls his shot pretty badly wide. But um, I feel that that was that that was a, that was the sort of the wee fulcrum where yeah. everything kind of tilted, and I felt that they are. At that point, I've got a note basically saying that I think that we their pre their press will break down at some point, and then we'll kind of will uh, will counter well and sort of manage to get over that. And I think we started to create a few more chances, but uh, as you sort of said earlier, quality just wasn't quite there, um, which was a bit frustrating. Yeah, see, in regard to that, like um, you know, Scott Brown, when Scott Brown used to kind of sometimes when Celtic weren't at the races, Scott Brown would do something and it would kind of trigger. A kind of reaction so it would be like a, a tackle or you know a, a you know a, a physical challenge um you'd win the ball back Callum McGregor seems to do that only it's these wee mazy runs it's like you know he picks the ball up and he just starts driving and he starts attacking because he was I think it was Shanklin to literally kind of fold them right from uh, our kind of a uh, penalty area try to get the ball off him and he just kept shaking him off um and he turned inside and he passed as you say passed to a Hattati um in, in regards to that like Obviously, we're going to, we're coming up to uh, you know a, a key point within it. But um, was there was there anybody that kind of stood out for you outside of you know maybe McGregor bowed? You know, what what was your thoughts on on the wide players? Jota and Maeda. Kyogo was 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 a little bit quiet. Was it just the the lack of kind of cohesion that we had, or were they having off days? Yeah, I think there's elements of all that. I mean, Kyogo's quietness. I think part of that's always just going to be. A- you know, the 10 men behind him aren't getting it to him. There's not a huge amount he can do. Um, I think Jota came into it later, got a lot more involved in Maeda. Collins probably right. probably wasn't Maeda's best game, but even with that, with Maeda being the best player that's ever existed, even in his poor games, he's doing lots of little bits, lots of little nice things. Um, but I think as well as maybe the defence not quite being there, the midfield where weren't as um, dynamic dynamic as you would like until we get to that 25-minute mark. And as you say, probably as the McGregor moment, that's the kind of, oh, wow, uh, things are turning around. Um, Hatati, I think, was really quiet. That was my first thoughts, the first kind of 10 minutes. I'm like, I'd like to see more of Hatati, but then he absolutely does. And I think both Hatati and Kobayashi were just clearing staff, getting in there, intercepting, clearing, sweeping up stuff defensively. Um, I thought it was quite impressive. And Again, Hatati's probably getting that little bit of rust shaken off because he's not played as much um, recently. But yeah, um, I think once he starts coming into it and McGregor's there, you then start seeing more from those forward players as 
the ball's getting to them. Yeah, there was a, there was a, a segment where uh, McGregor gives the ball to Tati. This isn't the the kind of driving bit. This is just another section where he he takes ball and he drives, drop of the shoulder, beats his man, and he hits this through ball. He just goes right to the Hearts defender. It, it was ve- it was it was a really unlucky, but he did it twice, and I just thought that really is you, you know, shaking off that rust because you know the, the space that was there, the ability to actually, he did everything right. He he made the space himself. He opened up the pitch. He saw the run of Kyogo, and he just couldn't quite do that final pass. And obviously, yeah. that would come in the second half. But it was just like, as I say, shaking off that. You know, we we sometimes forget how long he was out for. I mean, he had a hamstring injury, and he was out for what three four weeks. <coughs> And the form he was on really kind of elevated him and elevated the team to such a high level and such a high degree. Um, Maeda, Maeda and Jota doing the old switcheroo, the old back and forth. You don't know, oh, what wings they are, who knows? Oh, my God. Um, so that was um, kind of good fun. Um, I'm gonna, Let's kind of focus in on the kind of big turning point in the game, um, which would be the red card. So the forty second minute, there's a ball. Um, is it Tony Ralston that passes the ball through to? Yeah, do you want to talk us through it, Colin? Yeah, so like basically, Raldo puts in another excellent ball, um, and basically, Maeda is fouled. It's not like it's not like a career-ending channel uh, challenger anything, but it's a foul, and he's and it's not just him. Kyogo's up with him. Yeah. Um, which I think is the thing that was kind of getting ignored uh, in the commentary that I heard, uh, both in the radio and in the telly. Like, um, they were just saying, oh, I don't know if Maeda would have got a shot away, but all he needed to do was square it. Um, and so he is rightly given it as a foul. Guy's given a yell. I think you, there's, I mean, if I think if it happened to us, I would be absolutely spitting teeth because, uh, you know, like to have that. I don't think it's a clear and obvious error, you know. I mean, I think a yellow and nobody was seemed to be too put out of shape. And also, I think that the amount of time that it took to come to that decision, yeah. Um, when we get to take him, because Matt O'Reilly's ready to take the free kick, and then Willie Collum calls for this review, and then when we finally, you know, sort yeah. it all out, and he's and he's given a red, and then of course that kind of just, I mean, I I just creates this more poisonous atmosphere around the whole stadium and everybody's yeah. like like baying for blood and we put in uh, a decent free kick and everybody's just a wee bit asleep and just forgets that you've got to stay on side uh, <laughs> at free kicks and uh, I, by the way excellent uh, finish uh, I think Starfelt yeah yeah, um, yep. yeah and uh, gutted for him because uh, he doesn't get very many so it was uh, yeah that was a bit, a bit of a bit of a stinker um, and Co- then, Colin, Colin, Colin. Uh-huh. Was it a red card? Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, it's it's I I, I think it's a it's a, a perf- perfectly justifiable red card, and I think you could, I, I think that we I say yes, and I'm just I hate them because it's just going to be another thing that's just going to be this boring conversation yeah. about this decision and. Uh, with Michael Stewart, like, I mean, he just fucking loves getting in his high horse about these things and just going to, just, just going to hear this for the next week. And, um, yeah, it's a, that, but that's a decision and everybody should just kind of suck it up. But I'd have been happy with the yellow and just, uh, take the free kick, score a goal and hump them in proper, 
in proper terms. I, you know, I, I'm sure I was the same as like everyone. I, I didn't know what they were checking for. Um, I, I I thought it was going to be an offside that they were checking for, and then it showed you on the TV possible red card, and then you see the replay, and it's like, oh, okay. Um, isn't this what we use VAR for, about? Yeah, absolutely. It's a red card. It's, he's clearly got a goal scoring opportunity. He's in the box with the ball. He's got Kyogo there. He's got a shot on. It's a red card. Uh, that's a red card. That's what. Uh, that's a red card. <laughs> Is that? Is oh, it? I don't, all I don't day know. long. All day long. Is. I just, I don't, I don't know. That Colin's right. It's going to be a controversy that's going to be talked about all week. Nothing controversial about <laughs> it. It's a red card. He got it wrong. Right, uh, where are you doing Paul, Paul, it back? Paul Mitchell, uh, the commentator <laughs> that sounds like Kermit the Frog on sports scene. He's like, Let's oh, see. and it's Kyogo. That's, you, never, you know, that's, uh, that's never a red card. <laughs> <laughs> he's, more, he's more like when Kermit's just introducing a guest and yeah, throws up his hands and goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, like, and how it, often do we get VAR decisions when we actually are behind or yeah. drawing and need something? Of course, it happens when the league's already won. Uh, firstly, by the way, I get it so far up them. Secondly, I'm glad. There's a part of me that's glad that they're going to be like, actually, that shouldn't have counted. Actually, actually, um, someone put a kind of um, a clip up of uh, near, near near Bitons sending off uh, in the Derby a couple of seasons. I think it was the ten season or whatever. Uh, and it's not. I mean, it's different. But if you kind of, it's different because there's not a defender to the right uh, to the left. But it's essentially the same sort of position. My my point being, um, the referee reacted. VAR said, actually, here's, you know, look at the replay because it might be a red card. He looked at the replay, it was a red card. Is that not what VAR's for? Like, I, you know, I'm I'm just confused why people are going. If you don't think it's a red card, that's very, very different from VAR saying, you know, go look at the screen because it might be a red card call. I think, yeah, and I think this this kind of thing about, oh, he's got the option to stick with his original decision, as if, like, getting called to look at the screen is somehow bullying the <laughs> referee. It's just like, I think Andy Walker, he's like, Willie Collum's not there. And I'm like, yeah, I know, he's, he's got, like, loads of screens. Yeah, and can yeah. look at it from loads he, of different angles. He's <laughs> not he's not sitting in front of a fucking beam 20 <laughs> rows back. He's actually got 20 <laughs> screens in front of him. Um, yeah. Uh, it bowed. So you thought it was a red card, Colin. You thought it was a red card. I thought it was a red card. Um, I, I think that. I also think like the way the the way the guy tackles, he's not he's not going for the ball. Like you know, the, the, there's there's no. So it's a is he stopping a clear? And this is the other thing. Like, I, and I know it's like interpretation, but clear goal goal scoring opportunity is such a generic sort of weird phrase that anyone can interpret. What? How do you define a clear and goal scoring opportunity? Do you know what I mean? Like it's you know, uh, it's, it's, like, it's like in a court of law when it's like the, any kind of the man on the street, the person on the street. Um, they always talk about this mythical kind of the reasonable person, um, and it's like yeah, so it's quite a sort of yeah. You can't codify these things, and this is why we have referees, and this is why VR, and um, yeah, the, the, it's just the kind of the pointless grinding argument about it. And the thing is, it's just like the, it's pretty clear cut. It might look soft, and you might be upset about it, but um, yeah, let's just put it to bed and 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 not 
talk about it like for the next two weeks. Oh no, we will. You, you know, see if you don't want sent off in a game, don't foul a guy when he's got a clear goal scoring opportunity. <laughs> that's what I've always said. You've always, listen. You've you've said that for years. That's that's yeah. that's uh, you've got wee ties. That's your that's your motto. Um, Andy Walker. I just want to quickly talk about Andy Walker. Um, my God. He hates Celtic. He absolutely hates Celtic. He hates life. He seems so unhappy with everything. See the, um, if you can keep a man on the pitch, why wouldn't you? Because it's a red card. Like, it's a red card. Like, you know, if, if you can keep, if you can bend the rules to make it even for the, like, and See, also, see if you could have more goals. Why not have more goals? See all the offsides, just make them goals. Because <laughs> more goals is good. Um, and also, see when he said, uh, "What you call it?" Oh, what was it he said? He just went, "That's the game ruined." That, by the way, that's the game ruined. I'm like, uh, yeah, like he just it, decided that they're right then and there. Yeah, it's totally wild. It's like instead of having like critical analysis of, well, do you know what this does to the game? This is what this does to the game. This is how this is going to affect Celtic's mentality. This is how it's going to affect Hearts' mentality. This is what it does to the game state. He just goes, "Actually, this the game's ruined." Actually, so mm. aye, but for his point of view, that. What's happened is Celtic are now more likely to win. Their game is ruined. And and also, yeah, that's a very good point because Hearts immediately make a, a substitution at that point. And they take off Oda, who I think was probably their best player in the park. Decent. Um, and nobody was explaining. They were like, oh, that. They were just like, oh, they've taken him off. He was built quite well. They didn't say, <laughs> oh, they're making a defensive change or they're changing their shape. That's cool decision based on uh-huh. the red card. See, see that. You know, I love in that situation, right? See that sometimes the language in sport is like so over the top because um, they took off uh, Oda, right? And it's like, he's being sacrificed. He's being, they are sacrificing Oda. And it's like, nah, I think he's just being subbed. I think he's just, just being subbed. See, o- Oda in the first half, I thought that, um, I thought he'd get any good positions. I go, I think that, uh, Christian was kind of waxing <coughs> lyrical about him on the, on the weekend update, kind of uh, obsession analysis. Um, I can see why you know, the, the potential there, but his final ball was garbage, or maybe it was just garbage today. It just it wasn't very good. Every 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 and he really good positions and really good. And I, I'm not judging him in one game because he does Wait, look he's 21 or something as well. He, he, he does he does look like he's he's got. Listen, see if we want him, we'll take him. No bother nah, at all. Yeah. Let's stick <laughs> him in the B team. Don't you worry about that. Um, so yeah, we're gonna nil nil at half time. Um, Bowdy, is there any? Obviously, as 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 mentioned, you know, Hearts have had a man sent off, um, which means a kind of a, a rejigging of their kind of uh, defensive uh, positioning and stuff. Any sort of worries going into half time, or is your thoughts will will, will ev- the goal will, will eventually come? Yeah, I was as much as it's like, uh, well, I was going to say, are they going to? spoil today but actually it's just going to mean we're going to win it next week but um, I think up, up, up until the end of the first half where you get that sending off it was a wee bit of, you know Celtic are coming into it it's looking good but you know we haven't necessarily looked like scoring but um, as much as people hate playing against 10 men as I say I quite like it and when that red card happened I was like yes we're, we're doing it today that's fine that's fine second half's coming we'll blow them away not a problem uh, yourself, Colin, how are you feeling at halftime? Well, I'd like to move a thought experiment at this juncture um, because Jota is fouled by their manager. <laughs> He's outside of his technical area 
And if that was right, okay, it's right at the death of like the of the first half. But he interferes with play and essentially fouls our player. And if that was happening at in a more active phase of the game, what do you think should happen there? Uh, I think that the manager should be sent off if he's outside his technical area and he's yeah, interfered I, with play. Yeah, there's no reason for him to be there. He sees it and he knows fine well the ball, the, the, the play is coming towards him and he doesn't get back into his technical area. And uh, I mean, I thought it was quite funny because Andrew was taking the piss. He did the VR thing, yeah. That was... <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought that was. I thought that was a bit shady, um, but yeah, I, I was frustrated. I, I was frustrated because I felt that we were building up a bit of momentum. I think the red card, the whole VR thing, killed the momentum, and then the, the sort of second half was was looming. And I don't, you know, I, I just don't feel uh, great about uh, going in at halftime nil nil, just having a, a a man's advantage because if they get anything from the game, that's the uh, you know like they're somehow. Wow, they did it with ten men. Is it that added pressure? Is it that, is it that added pressure? Because for me as a spectator, I mean, I don't know how it affects the players, but I always feel like, oh no, this now we have to like absolutely kick them in because otherwise we'll look stupid. Um, I, I, I do you know the funny thing about um, here's my impression of uh, Stephen Naismith. So, sorry, Jota, sorry. He's quite he's quite nasally. Sorry, Jota. I'm a manager of hearts. Sorry, Jota. No? Okay. I love the king. <laughs> I, I believe uh, in the union. Anyway, okay. Just, I did see I the, the clips this out of context, <laughs> by the way. Uh, but I, gen, I genuinely didn't think that uh, the Celtic support could love Jota anymore after his antics this week at the Brazen Head, the Bumblebee. And then he just knees Stephen Neesmith in the back, just smash, beautiful. Yeah, loved he, it. Jota was annoyed. Like Jota was like really That's pissed off. Region. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Neesmith was like this. Look, sorry, Jota. Anyway, right. So nil nil at half time. Uh, I just took some notes. Um, uh, the game has been played at 100 miles an hour, but lacking real quality. The crucial points of execution. Celtic have been sluggish um, and the, and poor in the final third. But Hearts are all are all high energy and press with little actual quality or penetration. Red cards changes the whole complexion of the game. Um, you know, we come out at ha- um, uh, you know, half-time, no changes. Um, Colin, what was your thoughts on that? You know, you know, that first half was like 100 miles an hour and it was quite, you know, as much as it sapped the energy of Hearts, Hearts only played three or four minutes with 10 men anyway. It wasn't that big a kind of deal from that perspective. It's not like they went 20 minutes with 10 men. But it was an energy sapping kind of first half because it was 100 miles an hour. We come out. How do we start? What's your thoughts on it? Would you have made substitutions earlier? Talk me through it. I I don't think necessarily we should have made any uh, substitutions at half time. I think that always kind of sends a bit, a bit of a funny message. Uh, if you know, if there's not a clear and a clear and obvious error in. In the play, um, I think we had most of the ball, and kind of what you were saying about Hearts. I think we were we were like having a lot of energy, and we were getting a lot of stuff, but we just didn't have any kind of clear cut chances. We weren't really creating um, anything sort of that you would think would be a nailed on chance. But I think that Matt Riley um, and uh, I mean quite early on when I thought that things were going to change around a bit, he has a little, beautiful little dinked ball to Hatati, yeah. and Hatati tries to lob the yeah. keeper. 
And it's just one of those goals that you, well, it wasn't a goal, obviously, one of those moves that you wish ended in a goal because it's just such beautiful one-touch football. And it's it showed a bit of imagination. Um, and I think there was, I, I quite often talk about the sort of the problem solving that's going on in the pitch. And I think that, that we, we were going more towards kind of trying to skip the ball over the back line um, to sort of make some chances. Uh, but they were making a fairly decent thing of just slowing us down. Ginelli was buying a lot of fouls uh, and, you know, they had a bunch of corners in the first half and this half, they seemed to have a lot of free kicks um, and uh, Cammy Devlin being a wee prick trying to get people sent off as well. So, Fuck him. Um, Fuck that uh, guy. Enjoyed that... his misplaced passes, though. He was, he was garbage. Yeah, he was rubbish. Yeah. Um, Stat O'Reilly, the, the tackle that O'Reilly did in the middle of the pitch, was it the first half of the second half? Um Ooh, ooh, Neil, that's <laughs> great. Uh, I mean, you know, that's what it is, I guess. I mean, uh, bow down. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, absolutely. But, you know, you know, <laughs> um, Bowd, how are you feeling in the second half as, we, as, we, as we're coming into it, as we start to play? Was, again, as we say, it kind of became a bit, you know, attacking versus defending. And you would expect that with them down to 10. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's exactly what happens. I think on the, the changes at the second half, I think if, the red card didn't happen. Maybe you would be because if you go in nil nil and it's not been, you might be thinking, should we just change something up? But the other thing is, all the pl- players that maybe weren't playing earlier in the half have started two in the second half. So I think it's it's fair enough for Ange to go in not making the changes and, and more, more space, more, more space and everything <laughs> as well. Exactly, exactly. And as you say, I think it is a lot more positive. Um, we are having to deal with them just defending, but. Some of the some of the football is very nice um, until you get to about sixty minutes in when Kobayashi does that Shankland foul that we're talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He had that that kind of that that pull down, and um, yeah, that that was as as I was saying. Like the fear I kind of had was, you know, they were so <coughs> excuse me, they were so deep, and we were pushing up so high that the fear I had, and it didn't come to fruition, thankfully, but was that they would break. And you know they'd get in behind, and you know if we go down, if we go one nil down at that point, um, they get further and further and further back. You know they become you know literally defending the six yard box, and um, that sometimes becomes easier for teams. Do you know what I mean? Like if if you've got something to defend, but because they didn't have anything to defend, um, I've put you at the sixty fifth minute. Celtic um have all the ball. Hearts content to soak it up. Uh, they're very deep, and then it's the sixty seventh minute, and. Kyogo Furuhashi scores his 50th Celtic goal. He scores his 30th goal of the season. And essentially, he scores the goal that wins the league. Um, so we've, we've got it. Uh, and uh, Cal McGregor receives the ball at the halfway line, or ju- just yep. inside the halfway line, and puts a, through a fantastic ball it's to fair. Rio Hatati, whose run is pinpoint it's accurate it's perfect and then he just kind of puts the ball right across to Kyogo and Kyogo gets in front of his defender gets in front of the goalkeeper and it just goes in and it goes in so tight to the to the kind of inside of the net that I was kind of like is that in or not it took me a second to register and then the joy kind of came out Colin the first goal talk me through your thoughts how you reacted yeah I mean it was it's always nice when in these kind of games, when you do break the deadlock, you break it with a, a cracking goal. You yeah. know, it's not like a, it's not a big scrap. It's just, as you say, McGregor's chipped pass is, is delightfully weighted. Hatati 
his run is great, but his control is outrageous. Yeah. He's he's the way he adjusts his body to try and kind of like pull the ball down and then put in an absolutely perfect six yard uh cross, you know, right on the floor. And Kyogo, right place, right time, side puts it in. There's a good chance that keepers save those kind of things that uh would 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 save that and he makes sure that it goes goes in. So um yeah, but I mean, I think I think Hattie's control and cross are, are the real are the real stars. Bowed, your thoughts on the goal? Incredible. I think you, you could. I'm glad you've highlighted all three big parts of that because sublime. You could call all of it sublime. The pass from McGregor, the run and control from Hattie, the finish, and again the run to get into the right space from Kyogo, all just beautiful. Um, genuinely, an outstanding goal, um, and it's good as well because having. Instantly knew Starfelt's goal was offside. I still jumped up and celebrated it. So to get an even better goal to actually just get that proper first celebration out of the way was was great. But uh, an incredible goal. And again, glad, as you said, that Kyogo has essentially scored the goal this one week as well. So I think that's well deserved. Well deserved. Would you say, would you say at this point the juice was loose? The juice was loose. About the house. Uh, about the, uh, about the house. Um, we, we go one all up. Um, the celebrations are kind of, you know, as you'd expect. Everyone kind of goes crazy. What do you think, Colin, that did to the Hearts team when they conceded that goal? Yeah, just all the air out of the out of the tyres, isn't it? I mean, it's just like I, don't, I didn't I didn't see a heightened resolve. I didn't. I think they started. Like really losing the head a wee bit. Um, yeah, heartbroken. The, 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 absolutely. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was yeah, uh, and also like the aforementioned Cammy Devlin, little cheating bastard, uh, was just his passing got even more out of control and then got hooked. <laughs> so it was quite funny. Uh, and then we see our subs. And to be honest, if you're uh, if you're ten men and you've been running about the park and been pulled all over the place. And you see the absolute lightning fast powerhouse that is Adam Moy coming pitch. <laughs> you gotta be you're, fearful. You're quaking in your boots. Um, Absolutely. So three minutes after Kyogo's goal, Kyogo goes down, which is a bit of a worry. He's holding his shoulder. Yeah, um, shoulder again. It didn't look too bad though, because when the physio, the, the sky camera was like right into it, and he seemed to be like, "It's okay." He's it's joking gone. and hugging people and all that as it, well when he's okay. on the bench. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what what the fuck? What the fuck is he saying to David Turnbull? What what conversation is happening between David Turnbull and Kyogo Furuhashi? I, I want it. I want in on that. <laughs> I want to hear how the hell is. David Turnbull. Kyogo was teaching him some English phrases. <laughs> Good, sharp. Um, 70th minute, Kyogo and, and Matt O'Reilly go off for um, O and Moy. Um, happy with those subs, Bowdy? Are those the right subs for you at the right time? Um, oh, well, obviously, Kyogo. Um, he's injured, and I think that, yeah, O was the only option there. Moy for more, I don't think you can really argue with that. Uh, again, there's a few other options there. You could be getting hacks on, but yeah, um, I think that's probably that's probably fair. Uh, what about yourself, Colin? I'm happy with those substitutions at the time. Yeah, solid. I, I actually was quite. Um, I feel like, as we were saying, uh, Moy's like the old kind of motor car who needs a few. He needs turned over a couple of times, you know, and you know, so you go out to the garage, you start him up, just get a little run for a wee bit, and then you put it, you put the cover back on. And today. Given him other wee turnover, and I think he actually played pretty well. I think he did the things that we needed, uh, like kind of keeping possession, 
um, and sort of spreading about some passes and getting a bit more confidence. In Calm the heats. Calm the heats, boys. Calm the heats, um, I, I, You know, I, I, the thing about O that I think is quite interesting is um, when he's came on... Oh, sorry about that. Um, the thing about O... That, that was just me thinking. Um, the, <laughs> the, the thing about O is, you know, he's came on and he's performed really, really well, or he's came on and he's looked a wee bit kind of off the pace, which you would expect with a young man that's came from another continent to this style of football. But today's another example of him, I think, looking like he could be really suited to Scottish football. He's physical, but he's quick a thought and he's quick a turn and he's got good technique. Um what did you make of, obviously, well, before the, the second goal goes in, Jota and Maeda come off um, and Abada and Haxabanovic came came on. Um, Claire said to me, uh, like, just very casually, she's like, um, you know that Abada's second name, um, 60% of it is A. Which I thought was, I looked down and I went, what do you mean? She's like, 60% of Abada's uh, surname is A. And uh, if it was 100%, it would just be, Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, but what what did you make of the what, what did you make of those subs? About um, you know, how, how do you, the, the the two wide players changing isn't something necessarily we do at once. It's actually quite rare that we'll take off left and right wide forward at the same time and switch them up. So interesting to see that happen. Yeah, interesting. But um, again, I think uh, it's it's fine work. Uh, you know, we're pretty much eighty minutes into the game. Abad and Haksavanovic. I think the legs going in against those Hearts players. Yeah, I, I think it makes sense. I'm happy with it. I want to definitely see Haksavanovic, but I, you know, I like to see Abad. He can do things. He can do bits. Um, I think just talking about names, an important point Marek made is we are five months into O having signed for Celtic and every single time he comes on or scores, there is a joke made about his name. And it probably needs to stop at some point. <laughs> <laughs> it, it probably needs to stop at some point. Uh, at that point, has it come yet? I'd imagine. Um, I know I'm a fan of it. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because uh, O and uh, Haksibanovic and Moy are all involved in Celtic's second goal, which comes in the 80th minute. Um, Colin, talk me through it and your thoughts. Yeah, um it's almost kind of like a not a carbon copy, but it's very similar to the first goal just on the other side. And it starts off with um I think it's Haksabanovic takes uh it's Greg T- Taylor, I think, to Haksabanovic. Yeah. Taylor to Haksabanovic. Okay. And then uh, uh Haksaw cuts it to Moy and credit where credit's due. Beautiful a beautiful cross, like low ball again, right into the sort of just the edge of the six yard box. But O's finish is like classic striker's goal, I think. You know, like that that sort of pace, you know, he was like an arrow. And um yeah, I, I was I, I thought I was really pleased because I I was a bit harsh on him the last time I did a reaction and I actually feel that he he's he there was lessons learned for, from the last game from him, but he's I think he's beginning to get through his head that he's not going to get easy fouls and he's you know because I think sometimes he could waste time just kind of sitting on the floor kind of like looking at the referee and looking around him yeah. there's none of that he, he played a beautiful ball to Moy um, just in the sort of like 
not quite before the goal, but beforehand, the boy can play football. But that is a brilliant finish. And uh, you love to see um, the subs come on and all link up with each other and like think Ange comes into a bit of criticism for these substitutions sometimes. But that's that's a that's basically a move constructed by all the substitutes to make a an excellent goal and just uh, puts any doubt uh right in the right in the old bed, tucks it in, gives it a cup of horlicks. Gives it a couple of, gives it a book and says, Take your time, relax. Your time has come. I don't know what I I, I got confused with that one, I'll be honest with you. Um here's my impression of uh, Stephen Naismith. Sorry, Jota. Anyway, so the thing about the second goal is that I think, Colin, you make a really good point. It is kind of like the first goal kind of reversed, mirrored onto the other side. But the thing about the second goal and and the first goal went away, there's so much quality in regards to the timing of the runs, the passing and the finish. But it's almost, it's like very, I don't want to say it's simple because it's not simple, but it it kind of, it's a very... It's quite simple. The fundamentals. It's Getting the, to the fundamentals of the game. It's yeah. the fu- Bowdy, it's the fundamentals of the game. Talk me through your thoughts on the second goal. I f- absolutely agree. I was, was going to say exactly the same. It is uh, so similar. It's There's a lot of people involved. Pax Abanovic is... Uh, I've called it an inverse pass. I don't <laughs> even know what that means. Um, but it's a beautiful pass to Moy. I'm in. Um, who, Fair. Uh, yeah. Um, again, cross perfect from Moy and oh battles it in. I know, and you see, I think we've seen that a lot from when he comes on. He is desperate to get in and out of it. He's desperate to score goals. He's desperate to make an impact. He was moaning. I can't remember who was moaning that, but somebody failed to cross the ball to him and he was having a wee whinge at them. Um, yeah, his pace, his power, his finishing is fantastic. And against another young guy, so it's really great to see. Um, we might get to see a bit more of him, depending on how Kyogo is. Um and really, I would say after the Rangers game, um, I would just like to see him get more game time. You know, Kyogo, Kyogo's got plenty of goals. Um, we should probably start seeing the fringes of our squad get more game time, I think. Absolutely. Um, 2-0, eighth minute. And, it, you know, it is time to party. The uh, away support, a, a fine fettle as always, you know, piling on the agony and stuff. Just really, really great. Obviously, the the sign about the coordination, tremendous, as, as, as we'd expect. Um, the kind of last kind of moment I know um, in regards to the kind of game itself, um, the 85th minute Hitati came came off and Awata came on. If you think about the idea that substitution-wise Celtic bring on O, Moy, Abada, Haksabanovic and Awata, like these are guys coming off the bench. I, I just think that, calling that depth of quality is, is cooking away and it's only going to get better, let's hope. Yeah, and... Yeah, it just feels like this is a real kind of fresh page, and you did see sort of like shots of like uh, Forrest and Turnbull, um, and you just don't see them getting a look in um, yeah. much. Uh, so um, to have that kind of, as you say, uh, there was who was it that said that the the squad depth was a mirage earlier in the season? I think somebody sort of was was. Uh, really harsh on the kind of squad depth um, and I think it's an oasis it turns out <laughs> beautiful you saved me from constant rambling yes it was an, a veritable oasis of substitutes um, and the thing is you have the next bunch of games to see more of these of these players more uh, more of the young players as well as, as you said about um, I'm really excited to see 
like Vata get some time and yep. put in some delightful crosses for O to smash home. So um, it could be, it's always really nice to see the young team uh, doing the business. Absolutely. 2-0, um, uh, the game kind of the game kind of peters out. When I say peters out, what I mean is Celtic have got the possession. Hearts are well beaten and kind of aren't you know just I guess they just know they just want the game to finish. Time Castle empties around the eighty third minute within minute, which is absolutely delightful. Lovely to see uh, cowards uh, abandoning uh, the ship uh, of their uh, their team. Uh, pathetic and embarrassing. Um, please, please don't go, fans. <laughs> my impression of. Uh... Sorry, Jota. Uh, uh, sorry, fans, for, for losing. Um, do do now. Um, the game's done, and you know the celebrations can commence. Um, I, I just, I, I made. I was thinking about this right, and when Celtic are looking like they're going to win the title, when you're 15 points clear and there's many games to go before you get confirmed, not. We're all confirmed, I'm guessing. But before you get confirmed as champions, um, you there's obviously that weight where you know that you're going to win it. You know you're going to win it. And then when it happens, there's still this, for me anyway, there's still this burst of just joy and energy. Um, and that's like what winning a, a wrestling title is like. Because you know you're going to win it, and there's still a burst of energy. How um, many wrestling titles have you won? You'd be surprised, Colin. <laughs> I sure would. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just, um, you know, here's what um, uh, Ange Postacoglu had to say. We've got his comments. Yeah, look, we've got a great opportunity to make this season really special. Uh, you know, like I said, we've worked hard to get this point and it's great to win the two trophies. And now, you know what, we, we want to win a third. And, you know, I want it for the players. I want it for this football club, for the staff, because um, it's a reflection, I think, of the team they've been this year. You're always quick to mention the fans and the team, but for yourself, is there a, a personal pride? Do you sit back and are you able to enjoy it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, plenty of people in my circle make sacrifices, my family, my kids. Um, like I said, uh, i got the easy bit, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I love, but they're the ones that uh, are a constant support. And, and not just my family, my friends um, here in Australia, the whole football club... Um, really embraced me from day one and uh, you know for that you know I, I take pride that I'm able to sort of give something back I can see that emotion in you it's really touched you hasn't it yeah look it's it's not easy you know it's um, you have to put everything into this it's a great responsibility um, anytime you're you know any manager knows you know the responsibility you bear but particularly at this football club and um, you know it takes a hell of a lot to to get to the point where we are and you know massive effort from everyone and uh yeah, you do. You get emotional because you, you you understand what's going into it. Many congratulations. Well done. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Just again, like we know, like we say, like just when it's confirmed, it's just that outpouring of emotion. Ange comes across really well all the time, um, but specifically there, Colin, when he talks about the fans and he talks about his family and the sacrifice, it's really hard not to love the guy. Yeah, and and I think quite emotional for him as well. He seemed yeah. pretty. You know, there was there was a bit where. The players were celebrating and he just seemed to be kind of the camera pan to him and he just seemed to be you know, you know when you can tell somebody's just trying to be in the moment, not to sound too sort of self help, but um he he really looked like he was just kind of like drinking it all in. Um and it actually he just sent me a personal email as well. Don't um oh, you know, wow. so I feel feel quite special. A message from the manager. And uh <laughs> 
it's 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 lovely. He's just hitting those points about just you know um, how it's 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 a team game. The supporter, it's all for the supporters. The supporters are a huge thing. He talks about you know he doesn't shy away from talking about the future and Europe and stuff, which is encouraging to see because um, you know some people might be tempted to read a bit too much into those kind of wistful looks he was given to the supporters. You know, <laughs> like it was just like. Mm. You know, is he just uh, will he be here for long? But yeah, I think I think we've got a really exciting season ahead with him. Um, at least one more season of of Ange, and I'm going to try and uh, drink in every minute of it. Absolutely, Bowd, just just a joy. We're champions of Scotland uh, for the second season in a row. Um, give me your brief thoughts on the game overall, but your kind of you know the fact that we are the champions of Scotland again and looking ahead. What's your thoughts overall? Yeah, game overall, as we've said, it wasn't uh, it wasn't classic, but uh, ultimately Celtic did what they had to do. We had some enforced changes. Um, we rolled out Hearts pressure, and uh, we showed our quality when we needed to to get both of the goals, which, as we've said, were fantastic. And there was a couple other uh, moments where you really seen just some beautiful play. It was just you know really wonderful to watch. Um, so, well, ultimately, a well-deserved victory, if not the best performance Celtic could put in, um, and that's what champions do, which is what we are—the champions, deserved champions. Um, I think it's been a fantastic season. The performances—we've had some that have been just truly awe-inspiring to watch. We've had some where it's not been great to watch, but you know what? We've got it over the line. Um, and when we've had those little wobbles, which there have been very few of this season, um, you know, the next week we've came back stronger. Yeah, I think Ange's instilled a real, real winning mentality into this team. He's got a group of players that can play football and he's absolutely getting the best out of them. It's great to watch, great to see. Love it. Uh, Colin, final thoughts before we go? I think getting these things over the line is always going to be a bit sticky. Um, you know, you'd love to see sort of like a absolute scudding and and hat tricks and all the rest of it. But ultimately, as you say, we're champions. And uh, now we've got that out of the road. Um, next week, Rangers are going to see the real Celtic. Oh, <laughs> Going into that game without any pressure. Love it. Yeah, yeah. can't wait. So, yeah, just going to enjoy it. And uh, hopefully next week we'll be... Just uh, the wee glassy cherry on top. Absolutely. Um, this has been an absolute joy. Um, we'll be back uh, tomorrow with the agenda and we've got a whole week of uh, content building up to the Rangers game as well. Can't wait for that. Um, but uh, raise your glasses to the champions of Scotland, uh, Glasgow Celtic, uh, from Colin Kearney. Thank you, Colin. Thanks very much. Hail, hail. Uh, from, from Christopher Bowd. My God, gone! Uh, aye, fantastic. Hail, hail. Uh, enjoy yourselves tonight, boys and gehirls and uh, non-behinaries. It's uh, it's going to be a going to be a fantastic one. We've won the league yet again. Yet again. From Colin Kearney, from Chris Bowd, from myself, Chris Gallagher. This has been the reaction to Celtic's dominating victory over Hearts. To Parkers we go. Glorious.